We continue now with the study of chapter 24 in podcast Isaiah 24b. This is Let the Prophet Speak, and this is Saul Weinerb, the host of this podcast. This chapter is continuing the apocalyptic vision of Yeshayahu. Please listen to Isaiah 24a if you haven't already, and keep in mind the four ideas that are crucial to understanding this chapter. Quickly to remind you, the first idea is the idea of universalism, that the God of Israel is the God of the entire world. Two, the idea that the suffering of the apocalypse is not the desired goal, but rather it is designed to bring people to see the justice of God and to come back to Him. Number three, the idea that corrupt societies abuse the very earth and environment within which they live. And the natural consequence is this, of this is to suffer from the earth itself. And four, that salvation and the recognition of God in the future can come from anywhere, even from far away and unknown peoples. Isaiah continues the theme from verses 1 to 5, which we studied in the last podcast, regarding the corruption and pride of the people and their abuse of the very earth in which they lived. Let's continue from verse 6. Alkain Allah of law Eretz, Vayeshmu Yoshveva. Therefore, because the people were corrupt and they ignored justice, and they ignored the covenant between them and God, this is why a curse consumes the earth. This is why the people who dwell on the land suffer punishment. This is why people are dying and the inhabitants of the world are dwindling and only a few are left. The idea that the suffering is not purposeless, but because of a reason that will be obvious to society when they finally are honest with themselves. Isaiah here begins to describe how people first try to ignore the signs. How do they do that? They turn to wine and substances. They turn to parties and pretending that nothing is happening. But eventually these fail. The vines of the grapes begin to fail. Those happy hearts of the people begin to turn to crying. Shavas misos tupim, chodal sha'on alizim, shavas misos kinar. The instruments of joy that people turn to in false music and false celebration, while ignoring their corruption, eventually those rejoicings of the drums and timbals cease, ceases. The happiness of the lyres and the harps goes away, and the noise of the revelers quiets. No longer will they drink wine and song. The beer will eventually start to taste bitter instead of sweet and pleasurable. The cities of nothingness and meaninglessness of Tohu have been broken. All of the homes are shut and closed. Society has fallen apart. Even over wine, people cry instead of rejoice in the streets. The sun has set on all joy. It is as if the happiness of the land went into exile. All that is left in the cities is destruction, and the gates and the walls of buildings are left in ruins. Kino kev zayed ke ole lot im kala vatir.
so it shall be among all the nations of the world. Like an olive tree after the harvest, which is barren of fruit, and one must shake it to find a few measly leftover olives. Like a field which has already been harvested, that one must search to find a few remaining stalks. The land is just exhausted. Now Yeshayahu turns, makes a little bit of an about face. At this point of desolation, with these extremely depressing verses, suddenly it turns around. Then, Shayel described the meaningless songs, the meaningless music, but all of a sudden, once the people before tried to turn to wine, they tried to ignore the signs by singing and parting uselessly, but they finally look around themselves and see the justice of God. They finally see that this has befallen them because of their own neglect, because of their own pride, because they have broken the covenant between God and His world, as Isaiah said. Finally, they will lift their voices in true song. Finally, they will sing to the greatness and loftiness of God. Bigaon Hashem. And the peoples of the sea, the far-off peoples, Miyam, they will be the ones that first recognize God in all of this. This may come as a shock to those of us that are so proud of ourselves as either Jews or people of whatever nation and culture take so much pride in themselves. Isaiah points out that it will not be us that end the suffering, but it will be the peoples of a far-off nation, Miyam, the peoples across the sea. It will be from them that the songs will arise. Al-Kain ba'urim kabdu Adonai hayam shame Adonai It will be in the Urim. I'm going to translate that as the lands of light. Although it may mean Urim as an Ur costume, the far-off lands, in the Middle East, just out there. Or it could mean the lands of light where they finally recognize it. That's where they will begin to honor God. Hayam, the far off islands of the sea. That is where they will rejoice and sing in the name of the God of Israel. Note that Ishayahu is still calling God the God of Israel, even though he's being recognized not in Israel, but by the Hayam, the people out there. The idea is he's Isaiah is teaching us in such a poignant and deeply meaningful way that he, the God of Israel is still the God of Israel because Israel is privileged to have had this knowledge of God. But this knowledge must be shared by everyone and sometimes it takes those other people to remind the world of this knowledge of this God and the justice and righteousness that he expects of us. Thank you so much for listening to Isaiah 24b. Looking forward to continuing this study of this apocalyptic vision of Yeshayahu in Isaiah 24c.